James chapter 4 and the verses 4 through 10. Are we there? I'll give him a little more time. Huh? No. No, I don't think so, Mother. Just begin to read before we get too far behind. James 4, the verses. James uh, 4 and the verses 4. Let's read, please. Ye adulterers and adulteries, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world, Whoa. If you are a friend of the world, you is a enemy of God. That scripture says it plain. Amen. Because friendship of the world is enmity with God. So we have to choose who we going to be friends with. Come on now. We're not going to have friends on both sides of the street. We're going to either be with God or out of God. We have a choice to make. Amen. And the fifth verse says, Do this said in vain, the spirit that dwell in us lusted to end. That's your own spirit. That's not the spirit of God is talking about. It's talking about your fleshless spirit. Your fleshless spirit that dwells in you lusts to envy. Amen. <coughs> so let's don't get the two spirits mixed up. Amen. Because the spirit of God don't lust towards envy. Because the spirit of God is holy. Verse 6 says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resist the proud, but giveth grace. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You have to watch yourself. God resisted those that are proud. Wow. But he said, I give grace unto the humble. Your proud spirit comes from that spirit that dwells in us that lusted to, to envy. That's where that spirit comes from. So you have to watch what spirit is operating in you. Come on, somebody. And the one that you give more credence to, that's the one that's going to have the operation. Verse 7 says, submit yourself therefore to God. Uh-uh, submit yourself to God. 
And when you're talking about submitting yourself to God, that means you take the lower seat. And God takes the higher seat. Submit yourself to God. Come on, somebody. Resist the devil. We have a problem with resisting the devil. We have a problem with resisting the devil. That's why we can't grow closer to God. Come on now. We lay it on the I can't help it. Come on now. But when we really find out that it's wrong, we quickly said the devil made me do it. Huh? Well, why can't we use the passage of scripture to say resist that devil then? And submit or grow or draw closer to God. Eight verse says, draw nigh to God. And he, holy right there. If you ain't putting forth no effort to get closer to God, God ain't making no move towards you either. Uh-oh. Ain't that what it said? Draw nigh to God. In order to draw nigh to God, you got to decrease. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. That's a twofold, hon. You, you got a part to play in that. Don't think that you're going to put it all off on God, because it ain't happening. You know, we like to put everything off on God, tell God, God, take this away from me. No, 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 no. That's a portion of that that you got to take out. Come on now. God ain't trying to take nothing that you're trying to keep. Uh-oh. If you're trying to keep hold on it, God's hand is not on it. You got to turn it loose. If you want God to take something from you, take your hands off of it then. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Don't never forget where you came from. We sit in the chief seats of the sinners. Come on, somebody. So don't think that God chose you because you already look like you were righteous. Some of the places he pulled us out of, I know they don't think that. Cleanse your hand. Don't get dirty hands, y'all. Huh? The Bible tells us to lift up holy hands unto God. So until we clean our act, our hands is dirty. Until we abide by what God said, our hands is dirty. Come on now. Purify. Your heart, you double my, oh my God, my God. 
He already declared you got a double mind. You don't know whether to stay. You don't know whether to go. You don't know whether to stick with God or you don't know whether to go back out in the street. You got a double mind. You want to play, but yet still you want to be safe. You can't do both of them. He said, purify your heart. Get your heart right. If you don't get your heart right, your mind is going to stay double. Uh-oh. Verse 9 said, be afflicted and moan and weep. You know what that means? You got to go through something to get where you're trying to go. Huh? You're going to have to put your flesh through something to get where you're trying to go. You're going to have to afflict your flesh to righteousness to get where you're trying to go. That makes sense. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and let your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall. Oh, you got to come down. Every individual in the room has got to bring themselves down. D-O-W-N. In order for God to, if you stay lifted up, God can't lift you up. You already got yourself lifted. And if you lift it up, you lift it up in pride. You got to humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. God knows when you're humble. He knows when you're not humble. God knows when you're submitting unto him. And he knows when you're not submitting unto him. Hello somebody. Hmm. Humble yourself. In the sight of the Lord. God sees everything. God knows everything. Come on, somebody. And he's very present when everything is going on. So you know what that means? We got to go through life looking at ourselves. Because guess what? God looking at you. You got to ask yourself, Lord, I know you saw that. Don't ask that. Did you see that? Because <laughs> he saw it. Lord, I know you saw that. Help me to get it right. Don't ask God, did you see it? Because I'm telling you up front, he saw it. He don't sleep. He don't slumber. He's very present. Don't you know that the scripture said he is a very present help? So he's very present. So he saw it. Amen. Go to Hebrew, I mean, uh, Proverbs chapter 3. Since y'all said I did two, we're going to go to three. We'll split the difference. Proverbs 3. Verses 1 through 8. Are we there? 
Let's begin reading, please. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep, let thine heart, let thy inside, let thy soul, let thy heart and mind keep my commandments. Second verse says, for length of days and long life and peace Shall they add? Good God Almighty. If you can keep God's word, it's going to add to your life. If you can keep God's word, it's going to lengthen your days. You know what? A lot of folks' days got shortened because they went against the word of God. They knew the word of God and they went against the word of God and it shortened their days. And he not only that, he said, it's going to add peace to you. Peace shall be added to you. This thing, is got, if it's got to be added, you ain't already got it. Hello, somebody. If it got to be added to you, you don't have the peace of God. God got to give you his peace. Only peace you got is the peace of the world. And it's just, it, and the peace of the world is just as phony as it want to be. Peace of the world is deception. You doing okay today and tomorrow you can hit rock bottom. Third verse says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them up on the Wait a minute. Don't let mercy and truth forsake you. Jane, we better, if we don't keep nothing else, we better keep mercy and we better keep the truth. He said, don't let those two forsake you. If you let truth and mercy forsake you, you are out there in the middle of like being in the middle of the ocean and the only thing that you got is a paddle. You ain't even got a boat. If you allow truth and mercy to forsake you, in other words, you ain't got no covering. You don't have the covering of God. And then he said, what you need to do is like bind them about your neck. Don't nobody, don't no man in here put a necktie on and forget that he got a necktie on. Do you? You always know until, until you until you loosen that rascal up and take it over your head or pull it out, you know you got a necktie on. Huh? Don't no woman put her fine jewelry around her neck and don't know that it's on her neck or forget that it's on her neck. Right? Am I right? She always know when she got her necklace on. Man always know when he got his necktie on. God said, you need to bind truth around your neck just like you do your jewelry. You need to bind truth around your neck just like you do a necktie. Huh? Come on, somebody. And then once you get them bound around your neck, then go to the tablet of your heart. 
Oh, my God. And write them on the tablet of your heart so that you don't forget. <laughs> huh? You know, to write it on the tablet of your heart, that means, you know what they're saying? It's got to become a part of you. It's got to be your makeup. We don't allow the truth of God's word to be our makeup. We just only want to wear the truth of God's word on Sunday, Wednesday, uh, 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 Sunday night. But Monday through Friday, we don't want it to be a part of our makeup. You got to wake up with the word of God. You got to lay down with the word of God. Full verse says what? So shall I find favor and good, good what? Baby, if you don't get nothing else, get you some understanding. Good understanding to take you a long way with God. If you get some good understanding, you will find favor with God. So shall I find favor. You need the favor of God. I need the favor of God. When all hell breaks loose and chaos is going on in the world, I need the favor of God. It's down to that now, ain't it? We need favor with God for what's going on now. Come on, somebody. We don't know how this thing going to turn out. We need God's favor. Ah, uh, now I understand why when I was praying that time and God told me to don't look at what you see, but go by your faith. For what you see, gonna, 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 my Lord. Huh? What you see gonna make probably gonna make your heart almost want to faint. Hmm. Y'all do know that we, we are outnumbered 90 to 1 in America, don't you? Huh? Keep that in mind. So if things don't turn out favorable, you know why. So shall y'all find favor and good understanding in the sight of God. Good under look here. If you don't get understanding in the sight of God, you sure won't get it with man. Amen. You got to get good understanding in the sight of God. In other words, God got to back you up. If God ain't backing you up, you need to back up. Come on, somebody. Fifth verse says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean. Wait a minute. First of all, he told you to trust in the Lord. <laughs> Far more, you got to trust in the Lord. Hmm. When it don't even look favorable, Jane, you still got to trust in the Lord. When it look like you ain't got the wind in hand, you still got to trust in the Lord. If you ain't got the wind in hand, you need to trust in him even more so. Come on, somebody. Trust in the Lord. Not temporary, but with all thine heart. 
Your insides got to say, I trust you, Lord. Huh? Whatever you go through, you got to be able to say, I trust you, Lord. Huh? When your help fail you, you got to be able to say, I trust you, Lord. Come on, somebody. And then he said, and then after you done trust him with all your heart, don't lean to your own understanding. Your own understanding going to mess you up every time. The way you see it is not the way God see it. I need to get that across to you. Because he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And my ways are not your ways. Because my thoughts are as high as the heaven from the earth than your ways. Look out, God. You still thinking on the ground and God's thinking up in the clouds. Uh, you still thinking on the ground and God's thoughts is in the stars. His thoughts is in the stars and you can't even count them all. But you depending on where you think. You depending on your thoughts. Come on now. Lean not to your own saints of God. You don't do nothing else. You get yourself some wisdom from God. It's better than gold and silver. And when you get you some wisdom from God, you ask God to give you some understanding. Come on, somebody. Because you know what it'll do? It'll keep you from shipwrecking. Six verse says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him in each. Wait a minute. No, you make your own decisions. Huh? So therefore, whatever you got uh, 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 ready to do, you need to acknowledge God so God can tell you okay or nay. Amen. God knows how to give you though. You got to remember one thing now. When you came on this side of salvation, you wasn't your own no more. You gave up. Hey, you gave up your fleshly rights to be your own boss. When you came on this side of salvation, you became the property owned and bought by Jesus Christ. His blood paid for you a new life, a new start. So therefore, you must consult with him in your uh, daily activities and things that you're about to do, things that you need to do, so he can give you the direction and the okay to go ahead. Because <laughs> when we don't, that's why we make so many mistakes. And I done made a few. You have to. Come on, somebody. Next verse. Be not wise 
Oh my God. That kills us right there. Huh? We think we know it. Sometimes we think we know more than God knows. We think that we know what's best for us than God knows what's best for us. And that's the terrible mistake. You, you know what you do? You just set yourself up for a trap by the devil. God going to tell you, okay, I'll show you just about how much you know. I've been shielding you all this time. Now I'm going to remove the shield and I'm going to see how much you know. Come on, somebody. You know what? We'll be right back at square zero. Not square one. We'll be at square zero. <laughs> Come on now. That's why he tells us that if you go back, your condition going to be as seven times worse as it was when you started. So he's shielding you from the seven times worse. Hello, somebody. He's protecting you from going back to where you came from so that you won't be seven times worse than you was when you started out. He's been protecting you. But if you keep leaning to your own understanding, guess what? You're going downhill and you're going down it real fast and ain't no brakes. Hello, somebody. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. You got to make a difference in right and wrong. So 8 verse says, It shall be healthy to thy neighbor and marrow. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that you're messing up your own health when you don't follow God? Huh? Come on, somebody. How can your days be lengthened and long and you be of good health if you don't follow God? Amen. I think it was in the book of Jude. I desire brother. I wish above all that you be prosperous and of good health as thy soul prosper. Wow. So it ain't all about your flesh, is it? It's about your health, it's about your soul, and it's about your prosperity. And you need to prosper more in the spirit than you prosper in the natural. Come on now. Too much prosperity in the natural gives us the big head. Am I right about that? We're going to make sure. Let's go to Matthew 23. 23 verses 12 and 13. We'll read both of those passages and then we're going to stop and then probably read the, the latter part of it. Okay? Verses 12 and 13 says, Whosoever shall exalt himself shall be obeyed. He that shall humble himself shall be exalted. But woe unto you, strives and Pharisees, hypocrites, but ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, 
but ye neither go in yourself, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go. You standing in the way of folks. If you exalt yourself, God said, I'm going to bring you down. And he that shall humble himself, I'm going to bring him up. But in the meantime, he said, you have the spirit. He said, woe to you. With, he said, I'm talking about the spirit in a person. The spirit of the scribes and the Pharisees and the spirit of hypocrisy. Hypocrite. He said, ye shall shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. You won't let nobody come in. Because you standing in the way. Whoa, that's a bad place to be. Bad place to be. Huh? He said, you won't come in and you won't let nobody else come in. To enter into the kingdom of God is to enter in spiritually. You don't end, you don't enter the spirit in the kingdom of God natural. That's where you came from. This is a different era. When you step into the kingdom of God, let me tell you something. When you step into the kingdom of God, if you don't know it by now, you better start sucking up all of God that you can suck up. Huh? Because you're going to need him in the near future. And it's going to have to be already in you. So you need to suck up as much of God as you can get. You need to tell God continuously, God help me to decrease while you increase. Mind the book. 23rd verse says, Woe unto you strides and Pharisees and hypocrites, that ye pay tithes of mint. Come on. And nice and commonly, and have omitted the weighter matter of the law, judgment, mercy, faith. These ought ye to have done and not to leave. Wait a minute. So because you pay your tithes, ain't got you no free fall in the kingdom. Huh? That don't carry no weight with God. What carries weight with God is the weight of the, of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. He said, these you ought not to let go by and leave none of the other undone either. So you got a job to do. And the main job you got to do is got to do it on you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Wow. Whoo, look at the 24 verse. Let's read. You blind guys which strain at a net and wait a minute. You mean to tell me, he said, you strain at the small things in the law. Come on now. But you open your throat wide enough to swallow a camera. But you can get you can get off on the little 
things that the, 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 the word of God said. Come on now. But when we said blessing, our thought over wide. Huh? But guess what? Wait a minute. Here it comes. But when he said, don't do, our thought get low. <laughs> we get the strain at the things that he said, don't do. <laughs> you act like you done lost your breath at the things that he said, don't do. But as soon as he said, I bless you, your mouth is wide as an alligator mouth. Swallowing up everything you can get. Come on, somebody. He said, you are a blind guy because you strain at a gnat. You know how small a gnat is. You'd have been riding your bicycle and swallowed one of them. Go. <laughs> you ride your bicycle at nighttime. Whoop, went down my throat. Huh? And, yet, and, and, and that's the true fact, because you know what? Soon as that net get down your throat, you get the gag it, trying to get him up. Am I right? Because you don't like the fact that a bug went down your mouth. So you're trying to get that rascal up out of there. <laughs> Ain't that right, Robert? Behind the net, here comes the mosquito. Come on now. In other words, he said, you love to do big things. But little small things, you trip over them. You fall over little stuff. Twenty-fifth verse says, Woe unto you, strides and Pharisees and hypocrites. You may clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. We clean up the outside, but we don't want to do nothing for the inside. <laughs> we want to look churchy on the outside, but we don't want the church to get on the inside of us. The church has got to be in you, not on you, baby. If the church don't get in you, you can't go back with the church. Oh, now we put too much emphasis in other words what he's saying you put too much emphasis on your flesh and not enough on your spirit your insides your insides your insides has got to be clean come on somebody if you go by your outside you'll never get clean huh Keep in mind one thing if you don't if you don't remember nothing else, your stick of mud is going back to the mud. You got to be concerned where your spirit is going. It has been designed for your body to go to the graveyard. Come on, somebody. But then man don't know which direction the spirit is going, and God is the one that got control of that. So you want your spirit to be in the best shape you can get it in because guess what? You're putting it in the hand of a true and living God. And you have no second choice to tell God, I'm not. I don't want 
go down now. Uh, come on. He's going to tell you, I didn't ask you where you wanted to go. I'm telling you where you're going. Amen. So get it right on this side of salvation. Because guess what? After you leave here, you can't get nothing right. It's a done deal. And, 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 and the devil been fooling the saints and he been and he been getting in the church and he making us lose our focus on where we supposed to be trying to go. Come on, somebody. Can I say it how I feel it? I'm going to say it anyway. You got to fight the hell out of you to keep from going to hell. Amen. 26 verse says, Thou blind Pharisee, clean first that which is within the cup and platter that the outside of them may be clean also. You cannot clean the outside, huh? And it be clean without cleaning the inside. If you don't clean the inside, the outside don't matter. Care what you put on. Care how churchy you look. If church ain't in you. You just, you just was a fashion show. Amen. Time for the church to stop thinking fleshly. And start seeking spiritual knowledge of God. Come on, somebody. Did we finish that or did we? No. 27. Woe unto you, Pharisees, and strides and Pharisees, and hypocrites. Ye are like unto white sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful on the outside, but are within full of dead men's bones, and of all uncleanliness. You know what? When they get ready to bury you, you're going to have one of the prettiest coffins that you can think of with flowers all around you. They're going to have you arrayed like you already got wings and ready to fly and on your way to hell. Amen. Because inside that coffin, whether you know it or not, it's full of dead men's bones. Ain't nothing inside of that coffin living. Ro, I don't care if they go and spend $5,000, $6,000 on your coffin. Uh, the end result is inside of it is dead men's bones. And God is letting us know that's how we are allowing our spiritual life to be is full of dead men's bones. He's saying, in other words, you just like a coffin. 
You look good on the outside, but your inside is rotten. Dead men, bones, and of all uncleanliness. Now, just think just for a minute. Is we don't want to be that type of person that is full of uncleanliness. And we see what the results said it's going to be. That we're going to be like a coffin full of dead men, bones. Don't you think that we ought to be kind of trying to strive to uh, do what God said, draw Nile unto me and I'll draw Nile unto you? Cleanse your hand. Huh? Cleanse your hands. Because remember now, if your heart ain't clean, your hands ain't either. Amen? So, the 28th verse says, even so, you also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Look what God is saying that he visualized us as. He, first of all, he said that he was visualizing us as one that is ready to go to the grave because we are in this box that is full of dead men's bones. And then he turned around and he said, that's how you appear to me. You on the outward, you look righteous, but on the inside of you, you're full of hypocrisy and full of iniquity. Amen. 